What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 69 of Save Crystal. Today, I'm covering the newly released WWE 2K22, just released today. But if you pre-ordered the Deluxe Edition or the NWO Collector's Edition, you got the game on Tuesday. And I did, so I've been playing it for a couple days, and I want to kind of give my thoughts of what I think of the game. Because I did cover 2K20 on the podcast many episodes ago and it was not good um that game needed a lot of help so today i'm going to talk about the things i like about 2k22 and the things that i don't like but before we get into that i have a little bit i guess you could say this is a rant but it's more of a disappointment i think back to when i was a kid i was born in the 90s and I would not trade the era I grew up in. I wouldn't. If, if there was ever one thing that I could go back and experience, it would be the era of the NES. Now, I've said many times the NES was my first video game system. Uh, I did experience it, but I didn't experience it when it was red hot. The Super Nintendo was already out when I, when I started playing video games. Uh, it just... I, I'm disappointed in game stores today. Well, game store. GameStop. We have two GameStops where I live. And one of them is a little bigger than the other. But anytime I go in them, I am so disappointed. I walk in. Either half of the store is bare. And you have a small selection of games. You get the small little corner of the you know, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5. Uh, you know, you have an Xbox section and then you have the switch area, which is, doesn't even cover a full wall. And the rest of the store is nothing but like novelty items, pop culture stuff. I, I just don't understand it. It's a video game store. It's called GameStop. And why are we selling in GameStop shirts of the office? Like, I get it. The Office is a popular TV show, but it does not belong in a GameStop. Neither does Friends. Like, the TV show Friends popped off again, and everyone went nuts for it, thinking it's such a great TV show. And we've got the the t-shirts of them, mugs, and all this stuff filling GameStop. There's more of that junk than games. And here's my complaint. I used to have in our mall years and years ago, Electronic Boutique, and many of you might not remember Electronic Boutique, uh, EB Games, which it was also titled, um, but GameStop had had purchased uh, EB Games, and I remember going in there and looking around, and there were games, I'm not kidding you. From ceiling to floor, wall to wall, everywhere. Dreamcast games, PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, uh, the original Xbox was, you know, pretty new at the, or, you know, just uh, all kinds of games everywhere. Strategy guides, controllers, all the stuff that you need 
in a game store, right? So, um, I remember also KB Toys. You know, we also had a Toys R Us, but my Toys R Us was a little further away, um, about 45 minutes to an hour, where KB Toys was literally like 15, 20 minutes away. It was also in our mall. And I always went there, of course, from like my wrestling action figures. Tremendous selection, too, by the way. Um, always go in there for wrestling action figures and, of course, video games. The entire wall behind the counter the whole wall where the employees stand, nothing but video games, nothing but video games. And I'm, I miss that. Like I, I miss that. And that's why I think I have such a, uh, love for video game, like standees. Like I have the two, I have the, the original Tomb Raider, uh, release for the PlayStation one. And then I have the Resident Evil 3 standee. These were placed in stores to promote games coming out. Two games, you know, that, that are tied to iconic franchises. And when I look at them, it's like that right there is nostalgia alone. Before we even knew these games, these were put in stores to promote them coming out. I love that stuff. You go in GameStop today, you'll see maybe like a couple posters. It's like, where's the big standees anymore? You know? Where, where is all this stuff to get you hyped when you go to a game store, when you go to GameStop, and the, the smallest area of the store is the games? I do have, where I live also, a uh, small retro game shop. And that's honestly, if I ever go want to look for video games, that's where I go. I give them the business because I feel like I'm going to a game store. There's games everywhere for everything. Sega Genesis, Sega Saturn, um, GameCube, Wii, Wii U, PlayStation 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, you name it. It's all, it's all there. It's all there. Um, and, and, you know, they do have little things as well. Uh, they have like Yoshi plushes and... Uh, of course, Amiibos. These are video game things, though, and they are in a, you know, it's the opposite of GameStop. The store is full of games in a small section of the, like, plush and little toy items and whatever. I'm just completely blown away that this is what game stores have turned into. I, I just, and I'll tell you what got me, what got me set on this. Even going to stores like Walmart or even Kmart. I remember being able to go back to the electronics section and they had the little kiosks for you to play. I remember playing Luigi's Mansion on the GameCube there. That's one of my most fondest memories. But they had every console that was out at the time that you could you could test and play. First time I ever played an Xbox. Um I had heard about an Xbox eh, here and there, but not enough to, you know, I wasn't really sure what it was, to be honest. I didn't, I had my PlayStation 2 and I was happy with my PlayStation 2. Um, but anyway, I, I, you know, they had all kinds of different demos and stuff for you to play. You go to Walmart today and you're just looking at a glass case full of games. There's, there's no way to test these games and 
I mean, yeah, you can download demos usually on like the stores of the PlayStation or Xbox, whatever, even the Switch. But I am so happy that I got to experience that kind of that kind of stuff as a kid because kids today, um, it really sucks. I'm sorry. Maybe they don't look at it that way. Maybe they don't look at it because you know they were born into such you know so much technology. I think someone like me and maybe even people who are older than me can kind of appreciate what we have today, but also appreciate what we had that isn't there today. If that makes any sense to you. Um, but I don't, I just, it's like, why can't GameStop, uh, put retro games in the store? And I get it. It's a lot of work. You know, you got to keep the disc, clean the disc. These are older games, probably scratched, uh, even cartridges. Like you have to open them up, make sure they're the real thing, especially if people are trading them in. But see, GameStop there for a while, I don't know if they still do anymore. They were taking retro games, but they only sold them online only. It's like all this room you have in your store, especially the bigger stores. Instead of all of that junk, the pop vinyls, I know they're popular. People love them little pop vinyl figures they've got everybody you can think of you can all in one area of your house have a freddie mercury pop vinyl and a scooby-doo one right beside him what an odd you know combination but you can make you can have that they got everybody elvis in sync uh baseball players football players everything and anything okay i i know they're popular but these are areas that you can fill in the game store with older games. I just, you know, there's a YouTuber. Uh, his name's Tyler Esposito. And he has one of the most unique YouTube channels that I've ever seen. And I've, I've probably talked about it on here before. He has uh, basically a time machine, uh, a time capsule in his videos. His dad recorded everything uh his dad had had passed on you know ever since but he, he shares not only the love that he and his dad had for video games growing up uh through all of these videos and i'll tell you what like if i ever have a kid i would want to do something like that because looking back nostalgia i mention it all the time i love it and there are kids today that are going to have nostalgia for things. We all have nostalgia for something. And when I watch his videos, whether it's a birthday party at McDonald's, which was a huge thing at one time, uh, or recently he posted a video going to a Funko Land store. Now, you might not know what Funko Land is. I didn't have a Funko Land around me, but it was like a it was a store that had video games, pre-owned games and everything. And they snuck in a video camera, which <laughs> this was like 2000 or 2001, I believe. So, you know, like the cameras were still kind of big, um, but they snuck it in and they're basically filming the store. And like you're seeing the stores filled, like I said, from ceiling to floor games. And I see that and man, I, I really miss it. And it's just not video game stuff like Walmart is really the only thing standing, you know, Kmart, we used to have Kmart, Kmart is no longer around, I think there's a couple still out there, I believe, um, I'm not sure, 
but you know we we've lost a lot of stores toys are us toys are us and and uh you know every time you feel like every time you turn around you're hearing that these stores are closing sears um just it, it's it's sad because you know i know amazon is convenient and i know that um Walmart, it's still nice to have Walmart, but Walmart isn't even what they used to be, especially for someone like me. And if you're listening to this, you're probably a fan of gaming. It's just uh, things aren't like they used to be. I can remember going to Kmart when when Guitar Hero came out and they literally had the whole setup. You could sit there and play and me and my cousin, we would go over and we'd play and until our parents or whatever were done shopping. Um, Just... I miss that stuff, but you should check out the My Retro Life channel that Tyler Esposito does. Um, it seemed like, you know, looking back, he had an awesome childhood and it was covered by by this old videotape footage. Um, great stuff, especially if you love old retro gaming stuff. It's, it's a great YouTube channel. So I know uh, I... I've said this before, and we hear it, you know, GameStop, has clo they close locations. But it, the sad thing is, when GameStop closes, what are we going to have? What are what we, we going to get? Like, you're going to go to Walmart and get all your games? I know there people were pushing for digital only, and yet it is convenient, um, which I'll mention here in my WWE 2K22 um uh, I guess my my review of it, I I pre-ordered it and it was digital, but I had no choice because that was the only way they offered the NWO for Life edition. If it's something that I can get physically, I want to do that. I like to hold what I buy in my hands. Um, I, I just I don't know. I I wish GameStop could could be better, but unfortunately, I think. When it comes time for them to shut their doors, it's all going to be their fault. It's all going to be their fault. It's just fill a game store with games. That is all. All right, let's get into my WWE 2K22 review. Wrestling video games are hit and miss anymore. Back when the SmackDown vs. Raw games came out every year, it seemed as if those games were always hits. Now 2K, since taking over the WWE games, has had some awesome titles and some not so memorable. WWE 2K22 just released this month and I pre-ordered the NWO for Life Edition for many reasons. Number one, I grew up a huge NWO fan. Number two, all the NWO bonuses you get and the season pass for future downloadable superstars that are added to the game. And number three, early access to the game. 2K didn't release a WWE game last year because WWE 2K20 was such a disaster, they wisely took a year off and focused on fixing their problems. I tried so many times to get into WWE 2K20 and it was so broken that it was impossible. Downloading wrestlers and arenas created by people in the downloadable creations area was rough. For example, if you downloaded a SmackDown 2002 arena and went to use it in-game, 
most of the image graphics used on the screens and the ring were missing. I downloaded a 2003 version of The Undertaker, and the graphic used on his t-shirt was missing when I would play as him. He also had a red bandana that appeared hot pink while playing. So many bugs, so many issues. So here we are, the newest 2K WWE game has arrived, and it is a huge improvement. With that being said, there are things I like, and some things that I'm not so crazy about. So let's get into the details. When I first launched WWE 2K22 on my PlayStation 5, I started exploring the menus. In the creation area, I was happy to see Create an Arena has returned. I believe it was 2K15 that took that away from us, but it has been back ever since, and that is definitely one of my favorite features. With the NWO4 Life and Deluxe Edition, you get the Supercharger, formerly known as the Accelerator. This gives you the ability to unlock everything at launch. Now this is for someone like me. I enjoy the showcase modes, but I like to get right into universe mode without having to go through everything and unlock all the superstars and arenas. Well, the Supercharger unlocks everything this year except the unlockables from the showcase mode. I mean, whatever, that's fine. So I played through the showcase, and this year it focused on Rey Mysterio and his iconic career. So for those who weren't aware of how this works, let me explain. Match 1 is against Eddie Guerrero at Halloween Havoc 1997. By completing the objectives in the match, you can unlock that version of Eddie, that version of Rey, as well as the Halloween Havoc 1997 arena. I've always enjoyed these showcase modes, especially the HBK and Triple H one from 2K15, I believe, and the Attitude Era showcases from WWE 13. However, they did make some changes. Instead of having full control of the matches, it switches between gameplay and real-life cutscenes. I preferred the old way. I thought it was always unique seeing what happened in real life play out with the video game models. This doesn't ruin it, but it's just not my cup of tea. I prefer the old way. The graphics in-game are some of the best we have seen. You can turn blood on and they made it to where when you or your opponent gets cut or busted open, multiple places on your face will bleed. So maybe you're bleeding above your right eyebrow and on your left cheek or you busted your nose. That's good detail. I like that. The controls are different and I'm not a big fan of them, but after playing for a while, I'm starting to get used to it. We have combo moves again, you know, like XX triangle square to do a certain move. What is this, Mortal Kombat? This is so 1990s and it reminds me of those awful WCW Nitro and Thunder games that I had for the PlayStation 1 back in the day. Of all the things that needed fixed in 2K20, this was not one of them. Why fix this? It's not broken. I also have to say 2K's way of promoting this game release was super odd. You probably want to tell everyone the full roster sooner than just a week before the release. I did have high hopes for Bray Wyatt the Fiend in game, but unfortunately they pulled him. However, some other release talent made the cut, like Jeff Hardy, Karrion Cross, Braun Strowman, the Iconics, but no Fiend. 
His entrance and other parts are still included in-game, so create a way. As I mentioned, I was a huge NWO fan growing up, and in 2K22, they all make their entrance with the black and white filter over the screen. This was only done in their run in WWE, so I wanted to get rid of it. I went to create an entrance and made an attempt to remove the filter. Unfortunately, they have downgraded create an entrance. You can only change certain things such as Titantron videos and music. No more can you do advanced edit on entrances. They now have given you the ability to upload a PNG image or a portrait of a wrestler you create. For example, if you do create the Fiend, you can upload an image of him. That way when you scroll past him on the character select screen, you see that image and it looks like he was actually made for the game. I love this. This was a much needed feature. The My Rise story mode is done very well. Everyone including your character has a voice. I'm somebody that kind of gets annoyed if I have to read the text on the screen and these characters don't have voices. I played up to the main roster and I enjoyed it. And see, I haven't really cared for any story mode since the later SmackDown games and the SmackDown vs. Raw stories. The only thing though that has me puzzled is the fact that some characters like Alexa Bliss, she appears in My Rise as her goddess character. But there is no way to unlock this version of her. Same with Baron Corbin, you can play as his King Corbin character, and there's a few others. Why make these character models if we could never use them and there's no way to unlock them? Thankfully, someone hacked the version of Bliss and uploaded her to the community creations. She was the only one I wanted. She is definitely one of my favorites. Overall, what I have played, I recommend. It was well worth the wait, and the improvements are excellent. A brand new backstage area to wrestle in reminds me of Here Comes the Pain, but only bigger. Wrestling games have always been a staple in gaming for me since I can remember, and this one does not disappoint. Yeah, there are some things that I'm not a big fan of, but overall, the experience is great. Out of all the 2K titles, I always loved 2K14, and so far, this one is right there with it. 2K16 through 19 all kind of blend together for me. However, while 2K20 was sucking it up, 2K19 was there to fall back on. So rest in peace, WWE 2K19. Thank you for your time. But now, WWE 2K22 is here. With its catchphrase, it hits different. And it indeed does. All right, everybody, that's going to do it for this episode of Save Crystal. Be sure to subscribe wherever you're listening, please. I mean, what, what, maybe you're listening on Spotify. Maybe you're listening on Google Podcasts, on Anchor, Radio Public. I don't know where you're listening, but subscribe because you're going to get more uh, episodes. I do ranking episodes. I think my next one is going to be a ranking episode. A lot of people uh, enjoy those and some not so much. They get mad at my opinion. Um, but subscribe. Many episodes. This is episode 69. 68 other episodes. Go back and listen to if you're brand new. Uh, this podcast used to be titled the Primetime Podcast. 
but I made that switch a while back. So uh, be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to this. And uh, also subscribe to YouTube, my YouTube channel, Save Crystal Gaming. Over there I do walkthroughs, I do uh, live streams. You just never know. I, I honestly sometimes, I don't know what I'm going to do over there, to be honest. Uh, but there is content, so be sure to subscribe to that. Also, some of the reviews that I do here, I will do video versions over there on the uh, YouTube channel. So thank you all so much for listening, and uh, be sure, like I said, to check out the previous episodes. I thank you all so much, and I will see you in the next episode. <laughs>